All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 169 of the Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. This episode is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With up to the minute odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in game betting, contests, and all the player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or mobile devices. Head to Bet Online today to become part of the team and remember to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. The game starts here. All right, Mott, so let's get into things here. we got a mailbag episode coming up. Obviously, a lot to catch up on after our last week's episode. So how's uh, how's the family? How the kids doing? How's hockey? We're kind of, you know, entering the end of the uh, the high school seasons here in Massachusetts. So talk to me. Yeah, um, you know, everything's going well. we got... Uh... The fair season coming to an end. Uh, Rye had a couple games that he couldn't participate in with his broken wrist, but um, the boys split over the weekend and he got back to action. Um, they, they had a win on Wednesday and they have a big game against St. Sebastian's to finish off the season. They need a little bit of help to get into the playoffs, but they, uh, they're they playing pretty good hockey right now and it's always a good matchup with, uh, with St. Sebastian's. Good rivalry game to to really get the juices going. They had a senior day on Saturday, so the fam got out on the ice and took a few uh, snapshots. Um, a little slick out there in the uh, the boots on the on the clean sheet. I was a little nervous. Hold, had to hold you on sh- to the boards. You should have busted out the old spot belts. I know, right? <laughs> Those trainers, uh, the, the little cleats. Yeah, with the cleats. Yeah, on. yeah. Um, I was actually able to do the BCU mass game on Saturday as well. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah, so it was good to get over there and see some uh, some people that I haven't seen in a while. Uh, my nephew, Lyndon Alger, playing for UMass, so it was, it was great to uh, be able to call the game with him out there. And it was a pretty exciting game. Uh, second period, the, it was like a little bit of a track meet. Ryan Lennon ended up with a hat trick, um, mm-hmm. local kid. Uh, it always must sting when when he plays well against UMass because uh, of the, the ties that he has there. And I was going to say, it's all the bro- his brother played there, right? Yeah, and his dad was an assistant basketball coach as well. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. And uh, I love his game. You know, he's, oh, he's I love it. I love his game. Wrecking ball out there. Um, yeah. And, uh, and Brooke had a game against the Wizards, very uh, strong girls program. And uh, they came up on the losing end 2 nothing, but put in a good showing. So uh, all around um, – you know, a little excitement kind of, yeah, it's kind of tough because I was thinking about it. Uh, you know, last, it could be potentially the last uh, high school game for Rye and, you know, the emotions and whatnot from not only him, but uh, mom and dad, you know, it's right. It's been, been quite a ride and uh, take it all in on Friday night. Yeah. And I think they use that little extra motivation for not playing the, uh, you know, going into a shootout or, or an extra overtime in the Valicenti Cup to, uh, to, to motivate the boys and come out with a W on Friday night. That's right. Yeah. No, it's going to be great. You know, it's going to be a packed barn with, uh, their senior night. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and again, it's cool because everyone knows each other and you play hard against, uh, yeah, a lot know, of them play together in the fall. Exactly. 
So looking forward to that. Uh, well, let's catch up a little bit on the, the tail end of your, your Q trip here. And uh, it's good to have you back. Yeah. And, uh, that, that was a fun episode last week with the boys. Did they enjoy it? They did. And I, I, I want to thank you because the kids were, it was the buzz. The kids were all excited. They were all really happy. They were listening. Uh, you know, even Liam's like, so dad, when does the episode come out? And I'm like, every Friday, kid, for the last, you know, three years. Yeah, thanks go, for support. I go, like, uh, I'm glad you've been paying attention. I go, now that you're on it and your teammates, you, you, you're going to, you know, download the app or whatever or, or, or download the show. So I even asked him on the way home tonight from hockey. I go, oh, did you listen to the episode last week? And he's like, yeah, yeah. He's like, I listened to it that Friday morning as soon as it came out. I'm like, unbelievable. <laughs> but they were excited. And obviously being able to chat with you, the kids are really pumped about. And you had some nice questions for them. You were like, it was like you really prepared for it. You had a, a couple mixed it up between, you know, the hockey questions and behavior and meals and all that. It was it was great. Yeah, it was fun to chat with those guys. You could see how excited they were to, you know, number one, be there. But uh, I thought that was a great uh Great idea to to have those guys on and and hear it firsthand, you know, just uh, the excitement and and you know the experience from those guys' point of view because you know you're kind of a dinosaur at this point uh, talking yeah. about your your experiences <laughs> at the queue. But uh, at, at the at the end of it though, it was uh, it was a lot of fun to do and uh, so th- talk about uh, how things shook out. Yeah, so it's good to be back stateside here, and I think I've sweated out all the Molson Canadians and and mm-hmm. uh, poutine out of my system with it being uh, later on in the week here. But it was great, great tournament, uh, you know, great showing for the team on Saturday. Uh, you know, we ended up playing mid-Fairfield, which is more or less a rival around here. We play them quite a bit and always very good competition. Uh, the uh, Videotron Center was packed. There, was, there had to have been... I would say estimated like 10,000 people at the game on Saturday. Wow. It was it was really jammed. The Quebec Junior Nordiques who were in like the double-A division, they had played right before us. So even getting to the rink, like you couldn't find a parking spot anywhere near our typical spots where we had been parking previously. And so it was, it was a packed house. Uh, they came out very strong. We went down a couple goals early. We, um, we fought back and, you know, clawed our way back into it in the third period. And, uh, you know, kind of we did, we left it all out on the ice, ended up being a four, three game, uh, mid Fairfield did go on and ended up winning it. And I want to chat. So the team we played in the first round. So for those that don't know, if you lose your, your first game, you basically go into a loser's bracket and you don't play in the Videotron Center, but there's an opportunity for you to win your way out of it. So all the teams that lose their first game, they go into that 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 um, that bracket. So the team we beat in game one, Samaya, who ended up winning their way out of the bracket and made the finals. Um, so for if you win... Uh, your first game now you're in the winner's bracket and then it's basically su- it, it, it's sudden death that's why every game was so big so we had a few you know really big wins along the way and and ultimately you know the first game that we lost we we lost on saturday to mid fairfield which was uh you know it was obviously difficult right you hate losing and at that point you, you're going home so but it was a good run like everybody that i've talked to just to make it to saturday um in the in in 
the Pee Wee Quebec tournament is a big deal. And it, it really came down to, you know, it was us in mid Fairfield and then the LA junior Kings and um, the Detroit junior Red Wings, which is more or less little Caesars. They were, we were the four teams that were still in the winner's bracket on Saturday. LA ended up beating Detroit. Uh, obviously mid Fairfield beat us and then mid Fairfield uh, beat LA and then mid Fairfield ended up beating that Samayahu team from the losers bracket. So it was uh, you know, great time, great competition, uh, you know, a lot of downtime, like in, in as a coach trying to balance like exhibition games and practices, letting the kids have fun. The cool thing is, is there's a rink on every corner out there. So with the, when, uh, when we first got up there, it was a little bit warm. Uh, so the, the outdoor rinks were a little bit slushy if they didn't have a refrigeration system, but by the end of it, we were able to like walk a couple blocks up and just go play shinny, which was, it was awesome. Like, and that was a pretty cool experience for the kids. So it was, uh, it was a blast and, you know, something that, that these kids are never going to forget, unfortunately coming out on the losing end, right. You hit, but there's only one champion. So congrats to mid Fairfield. They're obviously a good team and, and, you know, we hope to. We'll play him again soon because we, we we usually do, you know. That's great. I mean, and again, being part of that uh, that tournament and the the hockey culture up there with you know, like you're saying about the the rinks that are on every corner and you know, just the the city really embracing the um, the Pee Wee tournament and making it as special as it is, uh, you know, for the kids and the parents, uh, mm-hmm. making it an experience. So that's awesome. You know, I got one it, thing. I got one thing for you. So we have typical mass holes right where everything's kind of rushed but when you go to a restaurant up there and i don't know if this is just quebec city you know i can't remember from my other travel travel experiences but when we walk into a restaurant it could just be me and you the only two people in the restaurant it literally takes probably 10 minutes for the waiter or waitress to come over and ask you if you want a drink if you want something, it's, it's like the most bizarre thing. And, and I know that we're a little bit like, we're so used to just going right. And I think it's like a, a, a rule at a, any restaurant, at least in Massachusetts or, or new England, where if you don't have a beer in your hand or a drink in your hand within the first three minutes of sitting down, like most people are probably getting up and leaving. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, or the, or the the tip is reflected, being like, "Oh, yeah. this, this person doesn't even care for us, doesn't even know what, what what's going on." Yeah, you want to have uh, as you sit down, you you want your uh, drink order in, and maybe even a nap. You know? Yeah, like well, that's what I'm like. This place is. Lo- I'm like, I need to. We need to open up a restaurant up here. It would just be. <laughs> I walked in so the night. Would it be well the- received though? With, with like the patients just used to the the slower I- uh, pace. Yeah, it's no, they might mean, just Alan, Alan's up in Canada and, and he's saying it's seven to ten minutes easy. But yeah. Liam and I went to eat on Friday. It was just him and I. So we were at the um the Videotron Center. We watched the Pens, the the Pittsburgh uh Penguins team play LA and there was a couple other games. So it was like good day of hockey. And then I was talking to to uh, Ben McManamer and Chris Collins, Greg Collins, the guys from you know BC boys, UNH guys from BK, and hanging with them. And then just Liam and I went to eat. It was f- probably five five thirty, like so, kind of pre dinner time, like you know, blue hair, blue blue hair, uh, special type of people are the only ones there. We went to a sushi type place, right? There's not there's 
50 tables open, like 50 places enormous. Walk in, hey, uh, table for two, do you have a reservation? No, I don't have a reservation. Um, okay, well, we can't seat you. I said, and I'm not like that confrontational when it comes to the service industry because I just don't really get it. I never worked in it. I'm like, really? I go, there's at least 50 tables open. Like, what? Am I missing something here? They're like, <laughs> well, we have some reservations coming in at 7.30, so you have to be done by 7.30. I go, it's just me and my son. I go, I'm going to have a Sapporo. I don't even need a menu. I go, we're going to order like a spicy tuna roll, some edamame and whatever. Like, I said, we'll be in and out of here in 30 minutes at the most, depending on how quick you guys are. They're like, okay, well, you just have to be out of here by you know 7.30. I'm like, Lady, it's me and my son. I'm not coming in all of a sudden with a a band of people. Like I, I go, it's a table for two. We're going to be in and out of here. Literally, if I have one drink and a couple sushi rolls, we'll be we're going to be in It'll and be, out. Like yeah, in and out like a fiddle and elbow. It's sushi. It's not like you even have to cook the fish. It's already ready. You just <laughs> roll it up. And uh, but I'm like, if I own this restaurant, I'd be like, think of it how much money you're losing. I go, how many other people did you turn away before me? So long story longer, I ended up getting a table and getting in and was, yeah, you bullied your way in. Well, I had to, I'm like, dude, (laughs) I just drove 10 minutes. Like I just want to eat something, then go back to the hotel and, and, and relax. You know what I mean? We have a game the next day and it was good, but so yeah, fun, fun trip to, to, to Quebec, obviously good to be back stakes stateside and, uh, and catch up on the other boys games. Right. Cause I hadn't, I hadn't seen those guys play. We were gone for 10 days. So um, it'd be fun. We're, we're heading out to Cushing this weekend. Brian has his end of the season little tournament. And Collins team just uh, were able to watch them play Wednesday night versus Winchester High School. They called out. That was senior night as well. I saw, uh, you know, Rob Motto was, he was all buffed up. He had the first time I've ever seen him not in, you know, work boots or something at a game. He was, he had, the gel going and everything. I go, why you're looking like Mike today? I go, some people might be mistaken. You, you, know, you got a He's college shirt on. Where'd you get that thing from? And, uh, <laughs> but he, uh, you know, they, they had a nice senior night ceremony on, on the game on Wednesday night. And then they went, uh, they went on to win. And I think they'll slide into they're obviously in the Catholic conference. And I think they'll slide right around in the, you know, top five in the MIAA kind of ranking. So it'll be interesting to see how that matchup, uh, you know, what type of matchups they get. I know they have a home game uh, will take place next Wednesday night. They're not sure who their opponent is, but they made the tournament, which is pretty good. And obviously calling as a, as an eighth grader to be out there and playing and competing with those guys is, uh, is fantastic. That's great stuff. Yeah. Gaining experience. That's uh, the biggest thing that I can see from this year. And, you know, from all accounts, cause I haven't been able to catch a game, but um, he's been playing really well and, being, being able to make mistakes and continue to play, which is huge. And that's right. going to only serve him, serve him well moving forward. Um, yeah, exciting time for playoff season. And again, like I mentioned earlier, hopefully Thig gets a little bit of help, gets a win and gets a little bit of help, and they uh, can extend their season, make some noise in the playoffs. I hope so. We're, we're, uh, we're pulling for those guys. Um, all right, before we get to the mailbag, there's a couple things we want to chat about, but it was pretty cool to see uh, Yaramir Yaga's number 68 retired in Pittsburgh. I know they had a big ceremony. Great, uh, 
great quote about you know his girlfriend not even being old enough to remember him playing for Pittsburgh. <laughs> uh, but it, it was it was cool to see the tribute and him on the ice with Malkin, Malkin and Crosby and Latang and all those guys and some of the the uh, the legends that were there that he played with, obviously in the in the nineties in the Pittsburgh era. I mean, that was like prime time for us growing up watching Yaga play. He was such an animal. Yeah, I mean, it was just like such a blend of, you know, speed, powerful speed. Yeah. Puck protect, size, had the hands. Um, and his work ethic, as you you learn later on, was just unparalleled, you know, working out mm. after games. And and it, it just shows, you know, um, you know, why he was able to play at a high level for so long. But, yeah, what a talent. And, uh, you know, the hair was just amazing, you know, yeah. when everyone came out with the uh, – the, the mullets and I was hoping that they would sign him for a one one day uh contract and let him at least play but yeah, play one shift because he would have been fine I think you know just oh he definitely would have been he looks the yeah. same as he did when he played in in Florida and everything my my only worry when like he's getting a lot of attention is like they they'll play his like top ten you know highlights and I'm <laughs> victimized big time one on one of those <laughs> it was a bad change. Sylvain Lefebvre hung me out to drive with a bad change. It was a bad turnover in the neutral zone. And you were on the Rangers at the time, but he wasn't on. Who who was he? He was on Pittsburgh. Oh, he was still on Pittsburgh at the time. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, two thousand. Okay. Yeah, and it was just in. It was kind of interesting. I think (laughs) I I may have mentioned this before on the podcast, but we uh, we all got everyone. The video guy made a highlight tape of everyone, and I didn't play much, uh, you know, that year. And, you know, there was a couple plays on there. It was kind of neat to, to see. And then all of a sudden they put that on there, even though it was a low light, you know, getting smoked yeah, yeah. by Yaga. But it was just <laughs> funny. Like, I I would, like, slow it down. I'm like, I went stick on puck. I, I hit it. And he, like, right. co-dragged it out of the air and then, you know, made a move on the uh, on Lung- I mean, um, Homequist, the goaltender. and. He was off in the corner and there was like a camera angle was shooting right at him. And he was just like sh- shaking his head like it was too easy. Yeah, I was like, yeah. oh, boy. <laughs> and it was oh, an man. ESPN game. Like, uh, so yeah. my, I'm, my phone's blowing up after yeah. the game. Like, hey, welcome, don't welcome look at the, to the NHL. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, at least that's just, you know, if anybody ever's like, oh, oh, that's that Mike Motto guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him. He played. He played in the NHL. There's yeah, your proof. Him. Yeah, I remember him looking up at the rafters, you know, looking right. for his jock. But <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah, it was a great tribute though for a great player and he um, you know, he really made a stamp not only on that organization but on the league. Yeah. And uh he's uh he's one of a kind. I think he has to turn his phone off on Father's Day sometime, you know, like each year so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Uh, speaking of your former teams, too, the Islanders, they're going to host the 2026 All-Star game. And uh, so the 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 All-Star weekend and Olympics are going to be in the, the same year. But that's pretty cool that the Islanders, obviously, we were down at that, um, you know, new arena for Keats. Um, for Keats game, what was that? The, the, the Ironman? Um, yeah, no, game, it's right? a, a really nice facility that down there. And it just... Um, you know, like it's built for hockey, so the right. sight lines were great, and yeah, and I, I actually <clears throat> got a uh, email about. I think we were when we were talking about um, to Bales, Josh Bailey, mm-hmm. um, you know, because they they reached out about a alumni weekend, you know, because you know I was a suitcase right. <laughs> about a bunch of uh, but uh, you know, getting I would like to kind of 
you know, get back involved in some of the teams other than just Boston because I'm local here. Right. Um, you know, and just get down there. And it, it's great to uh, to move the All Star Game around, and and that facility will be will be fantastic, and they'll do a really good job at hosting. I caught up with um, former guest Marty Reisner after uh, one of our exhibition games, and we were talking about you and all that stuff. I know you guys were together on the island too, so it was uh, he was asking for you. Yeah, he, he's one of the best. He really is. Yeah. Like playing in college, like I talk about him a lot, and then how he converted his game, uh, you know, selflessly to to extend his career and, and be a valuable uh, asset to a team and not show up on the score sheet like he's such a great example for for some of the younger guys coming through when we're on the island like josh bailey and you know Tavares was kind of in a different you know level where he had to produce and whatnot but like he he really helped a lot of players uh you know throughout his career and but he was an exceptional college player as well just oh, unbelievable yeah. unbelievable yeah. um and then the uh, you know speaking of the islanders obviously we had the stadium series took place that looks like pretty cool obviously the Flyers and the Devils this past Saturday and the uh, the Islanders and Rangers on Sunday. It was cool to see. What was the rookie's name from the uh, the Rangers? Obviously, he had a fight. He did the the lap at the uh, you know at the football stadium. I can't think of his name. It it, it escapes me right there. But imagine your first NHL game. You're playing in front of you know seventy five thousand people at a in an out Matt Matt Rempe. Rempe. Yes, uh, yeah, but big that was boy. unbelievable unbelievable been and gets in a fight you know matt martin gives him a fight right off the bat like how to get into it yeah yeah that's something that you're always going to remember um you know i watched both games I, I watched the the uh the devil's flyers game a little more closely mm-hmm. <laughs> excuse me and um they did a really good job there as well you know just getting yeah. the crowd into it the the ranges um uh the Rangers Islanders game was a, a real doozy, you know, back and yeah. forth. Islanders, you know, let up, uh, give up the lead, but w- what an exciting environment to play. And I think it, I think I was listening to, it was wit. I think brought it up about maybe moving that to different areas and kind of like making it like a little bean pot in, in regional areas, you know, so go to Western Canada. And mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty, a really good idea, you know, on his yeah. part to, you know, and then you get like Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver, Winnipeg, uh, right. something like that for the following year. And because it just generates so much buzz around the game. Yep. And, you know, some maybe non-hockey fans tune in and, and see the the quality of play. And, um, you know, the, the, the production was great. You know, so mm-hmm. like from TV, it wasn't like you're so far away. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, I thought it came off great. So good on the NHL to to get creative and and uh, and really showcase the game the way it should be. Yeah, no, it was pretty cool. And obviously we got the 2025, they announced that uh, Ohio Stadium between Detroit and Columbus and and uh, and then Wrigley Field is the, the Winter Classic, right? Which is uh, yeah. the Blackhawks and St. Louis Blues, which was, I mean, two unbelievable venues, right? To have the, you know, Ohio Stadium, Detroit and Columbus will be awesome. And then obviously, Anytime you can get to Wrigley, whether it's a hockey game or a, or a uh, a baseball game, forget about it. Yeah, and as Gary Bettman was me- mentioning when he um, said that the the game next year will be uh, held at Ohio State, it's like you got over a hundred thousand people, you know, right. ready to p- pack a stadium. Um, 
So it's going to be, yeah, I, I think it's so great that they're, you know, just trying new avenues to grow the game. And, um, you know, I think it went off great. So uh, no, good on good. them. And yeah, good, good to be a fan at this at this time right now in the NHL. Absolutely. Uh, our boys down in Franklin, I saw them. They had their street team out there at the, uh, you know, at the stadium series, which is cool. But Franklin Sports is the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of NHL, official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com. Today, what do you say, Mots, we get right into the mailbag here? Yeah, before, uh, before we do, today, uh, February 22nd, 44 years ago today, Miracle on Ice happened. Ooh. U.S. beating the, the Soviets. And, uh, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it, it was just interesting because I was like, I, I popped my uh, computer on and um, and Miracle was uh, an option to watch on one of the, um, I think I went on YouTube or something like that. And it was like the full, you know, version of it. I'm like, oh, I got to watch that. And then I, I went on something else and it i i just wanted to click on something like to just do a little research for some reason on the on the 80 olympic team and it was like today was the day so it was just right. weird that it was uh today but um after like going through it like i i actually went down a little rabbit hole and you know kind of, of seeing course. what some of the guys did after they uh they won the um the gold and you know there were some really really uh quality players that uh had long careers and the guys went off and you know became oral surgeons pilots um, yeah. you know, a lot of banking, but it was, uh, it was a, a pretty monumental, uh, step for yeah. USA hockey. And that's like understated, I would say, because it was, you know, the time of, you know, I say like political climate, everything, like everyone just like rallied around that win. And, um, you know, the USA hockey really took major strides forward after that. Yeah, no, it's. Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because it really did. 1980, obviously, um, you know, a little bit before my time, but when it really did, it changed USA hockey. It changed everything, and and we see the trajectory that USA hockey's on now with all these young studs that are in the league. And you know, back then it was even when they, and they talk about it in the in the movie, right? The you know Massachusetts Minnesota guys, and now it's changed where. You look at Austin Matthews, a kid that grew up in Scottsdale, Arizona, just scored his 50th goal last night in in the NHL, right? And uh, so it really did the growth of the game and the way uh, USA hockey has really risen on a national level is uh, it's awesome. And those guys have a lot to do with it. And I'd love to get one of those type of guys on. We got to make some calls, try to get a Jack O'Callaghan or a guy like that on on the show. Guy with some Charlestown roots, it brings some yeah. uh, same yeah, to some- the show. Little flavor, yeah, and uh, you know Dave Silk's around. I, I could give him yeah. a call, but it'd be really cool to to hear firsthand experience. I mean, they've done thousands of interviews, but to to hear, you know, kind of from their point of view, some of the, like the emotional side of things, or like you know, they didn't really know what they were doing. You know, they were just right. kids, and just kind of you know hoping to, you know, uh, you know, play their best and represent their country. But you know, they really made you know, a, a lasting impression on so many young hockey players and maybe they have a little bit more perspective now and I would love to hear their stories. So yeah, well, let's work on that. It would be, it would be good. It'd be fitting. You had seen the movie before though, right? Yeah. So when I was with, uh, I was in Cincinnati, it was, uh, Anaheim's prime team. That's when so, it came out. Yeah. Disney, it was a Disney movie and we had the, the theater to ourselves. It was like a sneak, pre, uh, you know, Oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, showing. That's and, funny. uh, 
I actually didn't even know that Herb Brooks had passed prior to that. Like I, I just like, like, yeah, it was right like around right in, the time. Yeah. It, he yeah. never saw it. It was you know pretty sad stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great movie. I think it's a, one of the better hockey movies out there. Oh yeah. It's awesome. And, and yeah. I think what makes it too, is you have kids that, you know, a lot of the actors actually played hockey, right? Like yeah. Guys like Bobby Hansen was in it that played at BU. Mike Mantenuto played at Maine. He was Jack yeah. O'Callaghan. Bobby Hansen was Dave Silk. Um, Dave Miller, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. There was a there was a bunch of like so it was the the hockey scenes were like very realistic. You didn't have like you know one guy that was a righty skating down and all of a sudden he's on a breakaway. <laughs> now, now he's a, now he's a lefty. You know what I mean? Or, uh, they they the that side of the production was done really really well. So it's uh yeah it's a great movie. It's uh. Yeah. It's a good one. It was funny though when you popped it up. I'm like, wait, you saw it before, obviously, right? But so yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a it is a good one. rewatch. You had it on tape. You had it on tape. Yeah, I did have it on the VHS. <laughs> you, you had it on tape. Actually, uh, no, right. I, I actually bought it. I yeah, bought that was it. probably DVD. Those, those were no, DVDs. no. I bought it on demand, so it's like in the you know when you go to your stuff. I have oh, it. it's in the queue. Yeah, it is. So <laughs> I can watch it whenever I want. <laughs> Sweet. Oh, that's great. All right, let's get into the mailbag here. Uh, hey, fellas, longtime listener, originally from Moose Factory, Ontario, cousin of former San Jose Shock, Jonathan Chichu. Um, great goal scorer. But living in Sudbury, Ontario. Just a quick question in regards to my daughter. She is currently playing in her very first year of hockey as a six-year-old in U7. She is really improved since her first skate of the year and continues to develop well. As she moves on to U9 next year, I have been contemplating whether to switch her to all-girls hockey or keep her with the boys for the time being. What would you recommend she plays? Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Yeah, Jonathan Chicho was a great scorer. He was a shooter. He was, oh, he uh, could fire it. Yeah, and streaky. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you don't want to be uh, playing against him when he – when he's on one of those heaters, but uh, yeah, that, thanks for the note here. Um, I would say, you know, so you, I mean, you seven as a six year old um, and going to U nine, that, that's, that's a pretty big jump. Um, I think that's how they do their, their, their mites up oh, there. Like the, okay. like the two it's years. The two years. You know, yeah, yeah. 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 So, okay. so she's yep. got to so, go to that next level. Right. I would say, first of all, I uh, really enjoy this time because like the development and the, the progression and the improvement is so apparent. Like you can mm-hmm. really see it uh, when you when you first, you know, kind of uh, introduce the game and and have them, you know, skating and continuing to develop throughout a year. It's pretty cool. So enjoy that. But I would say continue to play with the boys as long as you can, mm-hmm. you know, just as long as her safety isn't in jeopardy. I would continue to, you know have her play with the boys and then when the size differential and like we've talked about this before but when when they start to check that's definitely a time where you really have to take a look at it um there's only like a maybe a a a few girls that i know that continued to play after checking but uh i I would encourage uh you to you know stay the course with the with the mixed uh with the boys and and make her you know work for her touches a bit uh if it's too much you know you just kind of wait and see though if it's too much then you can make a decision but that would be my opinion 
Yeah, I think you you hit the nail on the head. If she's good enough and can continue on, um, and the team wants her, then you stay with 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 the boys. And if you need a supplemented, I know like you've done with Brooke, right? Where she played with the the town with the you know boys and girls, and then just a girls only team. But if you can get away with it and you can play on the on the girls team, I think you. I'm sorry, on the boys team, you do it for as as long as you can and go from there. I mean, there was some. There were some girls that I saw up in the Pee Wee Quebec tournament that were still playing with the boys at Pee Wee Major. Um, you know, these kids are basically call it U thirteen. They're some of them are turning thirteen now. They they were good. <laughs> they were really good. Oh, yeah. uh, they were they were so, and they you they the, when I tell you they were good, they were they were legit, really legit. Yeah. So why why not? No, so yeah, that that's that's kind of. Uh our stance on it and you know just again make sure you keep an eye and monitoring the safety along the way absolutely all right i got the next one here this is a uh, titled packing coolers before bags <laughs> thanks for everything you guys bring my question concerns our u10 team it seems that our parents sometimes are more concerned with drinking than they are the experience of the player i would love to address this as a coach but i have other coaches who will partake from time to time in the parent experience. This will happen before games, between games, and after games or practices. I currently had a coach who was not able to go on the ice due to this situation. Oof. <laughs> I'm not against drinking or having a pop after a game just when it seems like it might be on the bench or in the stands on a consistent basis. I tend to have a problem with it. Am I overthinking? Is this something that is common at all organizations? Uh, and if not, what is the best way to address? Because of this, we are currently thinking about moving our play, even though we love the coaching slash development overall. And the arena is convenient, but it is not the experience we want for our player. Thank you for all guys uh, you do and hope to hear from you soon. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's a good question. Uh, it's definitely, you know, definitely sounds like the drinking team's got a hockey problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, it's 10U. I think that, you know, it is a, a bit part of the culture um, and you have to kind of, you know, tailor it to where you want it to be and you've got to be smart about it. But obviously as coaches, I think as coaches, you know, and I was just away for 10 days, right, it, with – the team and you try to enjoy it and be part of it and be part of it with all the parents and have fun with them. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like your job's to coach. So, you know, there was a lot of the nights where I did, like I would, you were in a hotel, but I would go back to my room and kind of watch some. And we talked about on last week's episode, right? Like watching some games, watching some film, watching my other kids type of play and stuff and kind of being responsible. So I think there's a certain expectation for the coaches that they, they can't be, um, you know, banged up <laughs> and not able to go on the ice or on the bench. Like whether you're a head coach or an assistant, I can see having a beer or two or something like that in between games at lunch. But if you're putting yourself and, and, and others in that position where you as a coach can't be on the bench, then that's a that's a serious problem. Yeah. And if, you know, from what I read here is, you know, he's one of the coaches, right? Right. So I would just have a honest conversation with the other coaches, you know, and just be like, Hey, you know, let's, let's try to dial this in for the kids. It's not yeah. like so much you don't, you can just kind of put it, put it that way. But 
uh, to your point, I, I think the coach has a responsibility. I was in that situation with um, with parents all the time as Ryan was coming through, and you know after the game possibly, or if you're on a you know a tournament trip, definitely, but n- not when it it gets in the way of you know your job and your responsibility that you signed up to do, and that's coach the kids and. I think that's one of the, the areas that you could talk to the other coaches about who really cares about the, what the parents are doing. You know, yeah. I, mean, I think I, the parents think, are the, the parents are the parents. Like I see parents on a Tuesday night practice sitting out in the parking lot, having a couple and you know what, like that's fine, but you're going like, I'm going on the ice. I'm going to, and, and I'm not saying my team, it, it probably is my team, right? Maybe they're down the street. I don't know, but we're going on the ice and we're going to practice and, by all means, like, I, I mean, I'm the first guy that after a game sitting around the lobby of the hotel or at the restaurant downstairs, like, hey, I, I'll put a shift in as good as anybody. You know what I mean? But uh, when it comes to like, you know, before games, in between games, you got to you got to kind of keep yeah. it between the rails. So I think, like you said, Mots, it's talk with the other coaches, have that type of conversation. You know, the other parents are going to do what they got to do. You don't really need to address it with them. Um, no where I would address it with them is like if it's affecting the kids and you know, that that say at a tournament and the kids aren't going to bed because the parents are out all night or something like that. Like, and then it's affecting the team on, on, on the ice in the morning or something like that. But, you know, I think the parents are the parents and the coaches got to kind of have a conversation and dial things in a bit and not be <laughs> banged up on the bench. That's for sure. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely something that you know you you talk about like discipline and you know accountability and all that stuff for the for the kids and the players. So I think it's very easy to just have a, a quick conversation with the coaching staff to apply those principles to their coaching philosophy. A hundred percent. TSR is located up in Tax Free Salem, New Hampshire. Obviously, you can get all your equipment up there. CCM Bauer, you name it. They got it all. Um, you can hit them up online, tsrhockey.com, if you can't make it to the store, and they will take a good care of you. You can also reach out to their team store, 603-912-5970. Unfortunately, you know, we're at the end, you know, almost at the end of February here, which means tryout time and next season's around the corner. So it's time to talk to those guys and set up your fittings for next year for your organization or your teams and make sure you're looking pretty you got the new uniforms all dialed in and and those things are going to happen at this time of year you got to get a a jump start on it with those guys so reach out to mike or dave up at the store at the team store 603-912-5970 or as always go in store in salem new hampshire or visit them online tsrhockey.com for all your shopping needs yeah just get the end uh, the swag game going early you know as yeah it's important as a team and reach out to our boys at tsr hockey uh all right summer team thoughts does twelve hundred dollars for a 10u summer team mostly players from current team but a few local area additions seem like a value for three tournaments and practices what is a reasonable price? I know you guys preach making sure it's not a money grab, grab but what is normal? Term, tournaments are CCM, Chi-Town, another in Chicago in May, and then one in Vegas in July. Coaching is great. Uh, struggle because it is setting up like if we don't do this, our spot might be jeopardized for next year. Kind of feeling with the additions of the outside kids. 
aren't many other programs to join and my kid is all about hockey and yes he does soccer in the fall and spring and none of the tournament dates conflict with soccer might be a little bit of overlap in the practices but they are manageable what are your thoughts um, i would say the price right off the bat for three tournaments travel it, it's pretty reasonable i would say yeah like we just talked three tournaments. yeah and practices. breaking it down yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. So it is a reasonable price. That's what I was going to say. And, you know, in those tournaments, I know the CCM, uh, they do a good job at getting good, um, you know, competition there. And, you know, if there's, if you're in the Chicago area, I'm not sure what you guys are, but, um, you know, Chicago is a good town to, to always visit. And mm-hmm. going to Vegas, I mean, that's that's never yeah, what can go wrong there. <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, I mean, you know, you you pick three good tournaments, and, and this is part of you know uh, a group that you're familiar with, and you know, there's some some um, you know extras coming in or some some new players. I don't I don't know if you know you should weigh it as it is a jeopardizing for next year if you don't do it. If you truly don't want to do it, then don't do it. Um, but it just seems like, you know, like what we talk about is, you know, you pick a couple tournaments, you know, three for you here and, and you kind of go with it and you stay on the ice periodically with those practices. It seems like a good setup for me. And, um, you know, and with the, you know, familiarity with the kids and, and parents, uh, it would make it a little bit easier. But, uh, again, like that would be something that you kind of have to work through, um, with the organization or the coach. You know, if we don't play, are we, you know, just be honest, right? You just come out right. and, and say it. If if you don't feel like doing it or you can't afford it or there's, you know, vacations lined up or whatever it is that you might not be able to uh, attend fully. So, um, but I, I, right off the rip here and, and kind of like reading through it, I think it's, uh, you know, a pretty good setup. Yeah, I would say it's, pr- uh, it's, it's probably a pretty good setup, I think, with that price. Um, and some people are probably listening. I'm probably like, you guys are insane. It doesn't sound that crazy to me with the with the three tournaments and the practices. Obviously, you know, you're going to be traveling to, at the very least, Vegas. Uh, I don't know if they're from Chicago because there's two – there's two Chicago sh- uh, tournaments kind of listed on here. But you're definitely going to be into it for some – you know, you're talking – a couple thousand dollars at a minimum. Uh, never mind what you lose at the tables. And uh, and but it you know it's it, it's one of those things. I wouldn't be as a coach or as an organization. I mean, some people do put a little bit more emphasis on like the spring hockey and stuff. But like, I would never put my kids in a predicament where it's like if you don't do it, yeah. you know, we're going to push you out the door. So that's kind of unfair. But my first thoughts on our like i don't hate it i don't i don't hate it it's 1200 bucks it's it's reasonably priced it doesn't seem like they're um you know going after like the money grab piece of it they're giving they're offering some practices and tournaments so i think it's pretty reasonable in terms of financial and then um you know but i wouldn't i would have a conversation like you said mots if if you're not that into it or maybe you, you can't make one of them or something then like you just up front and have a conversation with the coach and be like, Hey, listen, here's our deal. Maybe we can do just the two local ones and not go to Vegas or, or, you know, just the one in Vegas and we'll leave the kid behind. I don't know. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think with the practice, you know, in there too, like, and if you're getting enough ice time and, and you break down the cost per, it's, I, I think it, it seems pretty reasonable. So, yeah. Um, well, thanks for chiming in here, right? So, yeah, no, it was, it was, it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, speaking of tournaments, the hottest thing is always deciding on a place to eat, uh, but it really is a no brainer. Colony Grill is home to the fame. Famous hot oil pizza and one-of-a-kind razor-thin crust. It's comfortable. It's friendly. It's run by hockey people, and there's always a game on. If you're heading down 95 in the Connecticut, Westchester area, or if you're in Maryland, Florida, or Virginia, there's probably a Colony Grill close by. Bring the team in. Order it to the hotel. Or pick up a steaming hot pie on the way to the rink. You'll agree that Colony Grill lives up to that hot oil hype. Hot <laughs> To find the nearest location uh, near your next rink, go to colonygrill.com today. I could use a slice right now. I'm starving. <laughs> um, yes, you definitely could. And we're talking, we, we, we got to get that set up. Our trip down there, but that's uh, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, next one, and this is a nice fastball here. Uh, best gifts for coaches, none of the basic stuff they get. Uh, I like to be different. So that's just a simple one. Obviously, we got the end of the year. People talking coaches' gifts. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are, any, any favorite gifts in the past, Mots? Yeah, you know, you go with the typical stuff. You know, like the gift card for coffee or. Um, mm-hmm. Well, none of the basic stuff. They don't want that. No, I know. So I'm trying to think off the board. That's something that would be pretty cool to to receive. Um, I got one while you think. Oh, yeah, yeah maybe. I, I mean, some really good, uh, like, work warm gloves. <laughs> some gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Something you can wear on the bench for the fall, you know, forever. If you, if you hold on to them, don't lose them. But, you know, gloves. I, I think something functional. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> gloves and some long johns. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what did you, what do you have? <laughs> no, I was going to say, so the, the up in Quebec, when you're, you know, you, before your first game, they give, they, they bring you in and they do a team photo and the parents, uh, and the kids kind of all chipped in and got myself and, and, uh, the other coach, a nice framed picture of that with all the kids of, of our team photo with all the kids kind of autographed it. Which was a cool one just to have, and you know, I'll throw it in the uh, in the Hall of Fame at the house here, or, or you know, put it on a wall, probably like twenty years from now or something. But <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it was a, it was a really nice um, you know gift to get from from the team, just from being up there and everything, which was nice. But as far as I mean, that was much like you with the non basic stuff, and I think the gloves, like especially with the rank, that was a you crushed that. Yeah. Well, I just how about like how about a golf trip? A golf trip, yeah. (laughs) Something where you dozen golf balls. Dozen golf balls for the end of the season. Yeah. New whistle. New whistle. Yeah. So in Miracle there was like the um the whistle and then the yeah. What was what's that called? The whip. The whip from uh Herb Brooks. But uh yeah, no, I I like the gloves. But the gloves are kind of, you know, it means you're thinking of, uh, you know, 
your warmth. The warmth of the, yeah, the, the warmth of the coach and, uh, you know, again, functional gifts are really cool. Yeah, that's a good one, Mott. I like that. Or maybe a new lawnmower. <laughs> <laughs> Dozen golf balls never hurt. I mean, I'm a, ball. yeah, golf balls, <laughs> new driver. Um, <laughs> you looking? Yeah, I'm, you're talking to I'm, your parents right now. I'm talking. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks for the picture, but I could really use that new driver. <laughs> yeah, a couple, yeah. some new irons wouldn't be bad. Uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to think of what else. Gas card. Um, yeah. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> you're just gonna oh, make a yeah, a real yeah, a list, just kind of float it out there, and then your next email to the team. We're gonna have to put that out on the tw- on the uh, on an Instagram little poll here and get. Yeah, some- no, I, I think but it's a great. You know question. what? You coming up with with some new mittens? That's yeah. a good one. New, yeah. pa- you know what? For you, would be like some new pair of coaching shoes, so you don't slide on the ice. Like the bring back the old spot belts. Spot belts, yeah. Um, I or or those little cleats, you know, like the strap on cleat. That would be actually a, a, a decent one because it is. Sometimes when you have to walk, I mean, only, there's only so many ranks that you have to walk across. Um, yeah, which I I try to never. Me either. <laughs> either. After the game, it's fine because you get a little traction. Right. right. But, I mean, those I think cleats, if those cleats yeah, look goofy, though. I know. If I saw another coach with those on, I would absolutely rip them. Or I'd have the, 100%. Like, hey, you look like yeah. a clown. So, yeah, X that off the list. Yeah, you don't, that, that's, Golf that's cleats. Not, yeah, you could, golf, uh, the, old, the old school. That'd be a good gift. Yeah, I'm going everything golf that I say right <laughs> now. You can see that you're already thinking towards the, you know, the yeah. flowers starting to bloom and starting to work on your swing. You're doing some mirror work. Exactly. Exactly. I gotta get some. I gotta get some workouts going. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a good question. Speaking of great gifts to give. Sparks is the at-home or on-the-road skate shopping machine. Sparks saved our life up in Pee Wee, Quebec with the kids skating all the time. They were in, you know, different ponds. They were on outdoor rinks, stepping on God knows what. Thank God we had the Spark Shopping up there with us. Different wheel sizes, whatever whatever fits your, your shopping hollow, we had it up there, which was, uh, which was awesome and really was a lifesaver instead of driving across Quebec City trying to, you know, hoping, praying that there was going to be a uh, – Pro shop available and open to shop on our skate. So make sure you head to sparkshockey.com, order your machine today. BY Mots will get you that $50 off your Spark Shopner. So again, it's the gift that keeps on giving. We love it. Um, we didn't leave home without it this time, Mots. It was it was huge to have on the road with us and it paid off in dividends. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's so convenient and accurate. And I actually uh got a FaceTime from my daughter uh just to kind of you know, because I went down and did it for her last time. Uh, mm-hmm. her, she just wanted to just double check, and she just snapped it right in there. I was going to have her align it, but I aligned it uh, the last time, so it was good to go. And you know, she just got a nice uh, buzz before her practice tonight, so she's uh, she was all set and so easy and convenient to use. Like you know, like it says here, and you know, make sure you check out SparksHockey.com and use BY Mods for fifty bucks off. All right, I got the next one here. This is yeah. uh, Kids Away at USHL Frosty Cup. This is absolutely a scouted event, and they do a great job. 
My question is around points and posting results based on what the officials say. God bless those guys in stripes and fast-paced games with only two of them out there, but often the points are missed or incorrect. Does this matter? And people say it doesn't, but I don't believe that. So if it does, can't we have someone there making sure they are correct through video? Maybe I'm nuts, but if we are advertising the points, they must matter. And if they matter, let's get them right. Yeah, I know that this Frosty Cup, I mean, it sounds like the um, the parents and that coach's email up above, they were at the, they're at the Frosty Cup every weekend. Um, but... The USHL Frosty Cup, I know, you know, it's like 14, 15, 16. So you're getting to that age. And, and like he said, in the, you know, he or she said in this um, this message, it's it's definitely a scouted event. So to kind of I mean, to have two referees on the ice at this age group, I think is a little bit crazy. And, you no way you're going to get the points correct. So I would say it's kind of. A shame that they don't have three of them out there, a referee and two linesmen, to make sure that they have the points correct. And if not, if you, I, I do agree with this. Like it's a scouted event. The points, you know, everybody wants their cookies. And if you miss an assist or you miss a goal or something, then it kind of stinks for you, right? Because you don't. If you're trying to get scouted and trying to get noticed, you want to show up on the score sheet a little bit. You know what I mean? As much as it kind of pains me to say that, but if you get a point like you do you deserve it so somebody at the very least uh should be watching the video and making sure that that things are being accounted for correctly in my eyes especially at a big event like this it is that ushl frosty cup is a big event there's some there's a lot of high quality teams there at that you know 14 15 16 year old age group and uh you know yeah i i, I agree with it yeah i would say you know, if yes, you're it's a scouted event and there's eyeballs on the game, you know, the points don't necessarily matter if you're playing correctly and, and someone's watching the game to really scout. But mm. that doesn't always happen. That doesn't, right. you know, someone might not be there for one game and, you know, they're another game and, you know, there's, there's points that maybe have missed. So what I'm saying is... <clears throat> Yes, it's important to get it right. And you you mentioned it. If you deserve a point, I'm all for it. So it does get skewed. Some people might say it doesn't matter. And like I'm I'm kind of wavering here because if it is like an actual scout with eyeballs, it shouldn't really matter because if you're getting scouted, you're get, not getting scouted just because you're getting points. Right. You know, you know, there's it's obvious to see if you're generating offense or you're you're putting the puck in the net or you're creating something. Um, a lot of these times, you know, the second assist that got, you know, chipped off your shin pad, you know, that, that's what you know people are kind of complaining about where yeah, you deserve it because it hit your shin pad, but did you really have an impact, you know, where on the play like someone, yeah, someone's watching and they're like, Wow, that was a really good play and like, you know, kind of like make a note next to your name. So right. like, as far as scouting, I, I just, I want this person to just be aware or, or you know, guard against that scouts just look for points. Right. Um, even though Good there point. is the high end, you know, you know, more assists, more goals or whatever it is, you know, maybe you do take a, a peek. So on some level it does matter. So mm -hmm. I, I agree with that, but it, it shouldn't, 
really necessarily keep you up at night and, you know, have you worrying about if it's being tracked correctly. Because right. if it is a heavily scouted tournament, yeah, the, the play will dictate more of the interest than the points or the, you know, like the, the score sheet. I mean, it's always yeah. good. Like, yeah, you know, like it's always good. And I think it, it, it does. If you're a scout and you, you go to a game, right. And you're looking at some, let's just say the, the, the scoring leaders for each team, right. Before as you're, and you can talk to this more than I can, cause you have scouted, but you know, you look, okay, this kid's got a, you know, a goal and two assists and, and, three games, right? I'm going to give him an extra, you know, maybe a little extra look, right? Where if you got goose eggs across the board in those three games, maybe, you know, not to yep. say you're writing that kid off, but at least it, 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 you know, as a scout, you're looking at, okay, this guy's putting up some numbers, right? You, you got to go and you got to watch the game and you as a scout, you know, I know you did that because there's a lot of times where it might be the guy that technically had the third assist or the fourth assist that mm -hmm. actually made the play. Right. And that's what a good scout will do. But I do. And I think that's where my agreement with this email uh, or this, this message kind of came in was like, you know, it does help kind of just get you on the radar a little bit. Right. Yeah. The Where's separation. Like, oh, yeah. The separation. You're like, all right, Hey, you know, Yandel's got a, you know, a goal and two assists already on the weekend. Like we're in, you know, game three, game four. Now let's keep an extra, like look on him, right? Or, yeah, no, I agree. That that's why I'm like kind of in between here with like a. But stance. a good scout is going to watch the entire game, right? Yeah, so if, not just if it point. is heavily scouted, like right. yeah, it's not. So that that's your hope, but like also mm -hmm. if you if you are putting up points and it, it is going to stand out, and you'll be able to you know get that extra look from the scout. Mm -hmm. Because it's like you know they're getting these stats, and it's like all right, but then they can quickly be like, oh, that this kid's just a one-dimensional player or whatever. Like immediately, you know, go the other way with it too. So it's not the end-all, be-all, right. but it it also it does play a role, and it can help you separate in a short kind of tournament to to you know be noticed a little bit. But I just wouldn't get too worked up about you know the the quality of of tracking if your son is playing well and being able to play in this tournament, number one, and, uh, you know, just playing the game the right way to allow scouts to see that, uh, the score sheet doesn't necessarily always reflect that. So, yeah, but great, great question. Great kind of like point, because it is, it is kind of a, a little touchy, like one way or the other. Right. You know? So, yeah, um, I will say up and, and, and again, I keep like, but in Quebec, they had three referees on the ice um, at the, again, they're 13 years old, 12, 13 years old. And they were pretty spot on with the points. Like you could just tell that they got it right because you had three, you know, three sets of eyes on on the play. So there wasn't much, you know, there wasn't too many plays where I know around here, like you, you look at the half the time, the guy that gets an assist wasn't even on the ice. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like the, the, the guy's, but they were very professional up there and just having the three sets of eyes really, I think helped things. Not that you're paying attention to the score sheets much, but like you said, the, the, the best scouts, the best players, uh, the best scouts are going to, you know, watch the entire body of work, not just the score sheet. So good. Point. Well, one last thing on that, um, like you're talking about, I, for like a tournament like this, it with, like I say, undermanned, um, uh, Referees, yeah. staff, yeah. Um, 
I I wouldn't mind like a video replay yeah. to get it right. You know, like for so there could be someone if they have quality footage or production on, you know, that I'm sure they do. Um, you know, just to have someone dedicated to that just so that it is right. I, I would agree yeah. with that. So all right. Good stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. This next one came in from Peg Bundy out in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. <laughs> Little backstory. <laughs> I think that might be an alias. Um, <laughs> little backstory. Last week during a 10U game in Arizona, a parent had to be tased by the police. Wow. Uh, so here's the million-dollar question. Do you think the sport attracts people like this or the costs parents pay for little Johnny to play make them nuts? Uh, wow. Peg. <laughs> um, oh, man, I, I mean, I, before, <laughs> that, before I answer the, that out of control. <laughs> no, I, but before I answer the question though, it's like, uh, being tased. I mean, like you can speak to that, but that, that means it's really escalated, you know? So that, that's yeah. too bad that that happened. That's insane that that happened at a 10 <laughs> hockey tournament. I know. That's, that's insane. <laughs> I, I would say it's a little bit of a combo. Like the sport attracts a certain characteristic, usually good. And and then on the say crazy side, it attracts, you know, just as many, I would say, where there's I don't know, say living through the kid and and really putting so much into it and expecting something in return. And for those people that kind of look at it that way, you know, it causes a little discord as well. So I would I would go with if you had to choose I would say it would be the maybe the costs that the parents pay and they just can't handle uh, not getting any results or satisfaction out of something that they're paying so much for. That, that's my you know kind of two two pennies right there and right the question. Yeah, I think like you said it it I think you I think you just crushed that thing, Mott. Like that was a, it, it was a good answer. It really was. I think um, it's tough to say because there's obviously a little bit of both, right? There's obviously some, but there's crazy people in in every sport, yeah. right? So I think the money is is definitely a big thing. Um, expectation, I think. Yes. You could unrealistic you could expectations. Co- yeah, you could substitute cost. I mean, that's a factor into it, but I would say expectation would be the, the bigger driver. Yeah, well, good one there from Peggy B. Yeah, Peggy B. Scottsdale. <laughs> I Love wonder if I, I wonder how Al's doing. I know Paul Kai. Paul Kai. He he had some good numbers on that gridiron. Oh yeah, that's why I wore thirty three in college. Uh, he, <laughs> I used to watch that all. It's classic show. Classic um, show. Classic. All right, hockey parents, are you tired of going to the same tournaments or just looking for an event that is truly unforgettable? If so, then listen up. Since 2018, MCN Sports Management has become a world leader in international hockey tournaments and tours. With tournaments in four different locations across Europe, there is something for all ages. Whether it is an individual looking to join a team or full organizations looking to travel together, we have the perfect trip for you. MCN is in full swing preparing for their 2024 overseas events. They currently have openings for players and teams from U11 through U17 boys and girls divisions to compete in some of the most prestigious events in Europe, such as the Nord Cup, the Lions Cup, and the Bauer World Cup. Don't miss out on these unforgettable hockey tournaments and trips 
that you and your family will never forget. Visit them at mcnsm.com to learn more about each of their tournaments and how to join. That's mcnsm.com. And be sure to tell them that the Ring Shrink sent you. All right, Mots, it is time for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. And uh, in this one, we put out on, on Instagram today, and it was like the comments were out of control. It was great. Um, so I think it's, the, you know, this is a good one for us to break down as well. So, and for anybody that's not on, on the gram, uh, is it an unspoken rule to not sit on the opposing team side of the rink? Example, your kid's bench is on the right and 10 moms post up and refuse to move when kindly asked, hey, think your team is on the other side? Question mark. Uh, stressed walker parents slash goalie parents, respectful in individuals included. I'm talking 10 plus moms sitting intentionally on the wrong side of the rink for a championship game. Maybe I'm wrong, but I thought it was just common decency. What do you think here for the myhockeyrankings.com question of the week? Um, I, you know, so just from, <laughs> I, as I think about it, it's just funny because uh, who really cares yeah. when you sit? But what wouldn't you want to sit like with the rest of your, so I was just, I was just thinking like, so if it's a situation where it was 10 moms post up, like who really cares? Like the other 10 moms go to the other side. Like, yeah, it's not, so it's not your turf, you know? So if they're there, it's like, who really cares? But in like, who would want to do something like that intentionally? It's like kind of ridiculous. So right. looking at it from just experience, like I, as I read through this, I was like, wow, like, yeah, you would want to sit with your, your group. And it, it so happened it was on the side of the bench. So it is, it was like, I had no real clue about that, but. So know, it almost doesn't make sense because most parents want to sit where you, you would shoot twice. I know, exactly. So you're saying, oh. so, so is, are they saying they want to sit behind their own bench? No, no. So it would be like, from what I'm gathering is like, yeah, actually it could be either way. Uh, okay. But if you're looking at the bench, the, the, this situation that I'm talking about was so like the the home team was on the left, so the the home fans were on the left. Okay, you know, but fit, but facing the benches, yeah. You know, so like yeah, but like even behind the benches, like I, I would guess that you would be, you know, on that side as well. So I th this is kind of an interesting because some of the comments were awesome. <laughs> oh, the comments are unbelievable. Um, I literally think. It's a hockey rink. Like wherever you sit, you sit. Like my wife would do this unknowingly. She wouldn't even, she mm. wouldn't think, she wouldn't think about it. She'd just go yeah. and, oh, there's a, there's a, a group of like, I was at a game with her this year and she kind of walked in before me and it was a group of the entire other team's parents sitting down and she went and like, basically there was open seats over at Warrior there and she's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here. I'm like, I'm not sitting there. That's like the entire other team. Yeah, enemy and, territory. Yeah, and it was just like, and she's like, "Oh, I, I didn't know." Whatever. Like she just yeah. didn't pay attention. So, um, I mean, you could it could be even worse. Like Kevin Hayes, when when his boys were at Big Kevin Hayes, when his boys were at BC, he used to buy. Uh, he had a 
a season ticket at each end of the rink so he could go back and forth in the offensive zone. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> he wanted to be in, in the offensive zone at both ends, right? So it's like, it's crazy because most parents, especially at the youth level, just kind of, they do. Like You either sit in one spot, wherever it is, is basically wherever there's an open spot and there's your group that you're with or you stand in a corner or you're the pacers that you know have to go in the offensive zone every period mm-hmm. and switch end but goalie. like yeah the goalie parents they're doing the same thing but i know me you know i had i kind of had grown you know my kids entire lives basically all three of their teams have always been on the bench now they're playing high school hockey I'm right. not on the bench. that's why that's why i wasn't aware of it but right but now I I, I get to it. a rink wherever I like see an opening or maybe see a buddy that's that's standing in a spot. I go, I stand there, and I just watch the game. Yeah. I don't think twice about it. Yeah, you're a corner it, guy. Yeah, I would stand in the corner, but some rinks like say Warrior where CM plays, like it it doesn't if I can try to get into the corner, but a lot of times the parent like other other people are already there, so I can't get to the corner because that's probably the best sight lines and you can't sit below on the glass. So I just stand up wherever there's open space and I stand there and watch the game. Like that's yeah. it. I don't. It, it is funny that you said that though, you've been on the bench, but now this is where, you know, these parents have not. And, you know, they got in tune with it quicker at the say youth levels. And I, as I think about it, yes, it's, it's usually on the, on the bench side that you're, you're rooting for you the team that you're rooting for but i don't think it that it's an unwritten rule or anything i think it's just natural that it happens that way and mm-hmm. if it doesn't you, there shouldn't be any um kind of say ill will towards someone maybe they are just like joanna and don't have a clue about you know sit, sitting where they she's supposed to or whatever yeah the- are they going there and like heckling the coaches or the the, the well that's the thing the like people seems- on the other team it, it seemed like, you know, these people were doing it on purpose, which is absolutely ridiculous. Um, right. Yeah. Like that's knowing like, it. And yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't like that either. Like you have some like rude people like cheering obnoxiously for the other team, knowing that, you know, your group is kind of already there. So I don't know. I, I think it's a good uh, topic of conversation because I, you know, haven't lived as it. a coach. I sure as hell had no. never once paid attention to <laughs> Not it. a chance. I couldn't tell you who's standing. If the stands are all behind me, I couldn't tell you whether it's the home team or the away team, like my parents or the other team's parents standing behind me. Wouldn't have a clue. Exactly. Never, never. You know, it was funny. <laughs> we were standing. So there was the, the bartender at the hotel was, he was a, a, a character. Let's just call it that. And we're playing in the Videotron Center on a, one of our games. And the first time I kind of like, you know how you feel somebody like looking at you? Mm-hmm. So I looked behind me. The bartender was sitting behind our bench, came to came to support the team. <laughs> and I like I looked at Coop. I'm like, dude, I'm like. The, the bartender's behind the bench. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw him in the first period. It was I didn't see him to the third. Yeah. I didn't have well, a clue. You left an impression. <laughs> I didn't have a clue. <laughs> but, like, uh, it, yeah, so that's how little I pay attention. Like, just focus what's what's on the ice. Yeah, but I think it's a, a, it's kind of interesting because as you keep thinking about it, now I'm going to be very uh, aware 
whenever I go into the rank and see it. Yeah. By that, so that was you a great stand question. At the game next, where are you going to stand at the game tomorrow night? You, why don't you go? You should go in the St. Seb student section and just stand there. Just be <laughs> like, what's up? Yeah. Who's this old guy? Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you guys going to do? I'll be on the it? glass somewhere. Actually, they're, right. they're doing a good job of renovating that place. So you can stand up behind. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'll just find a spot depending on what time I get there. And, you know, right. availability is a huge factor with me, too. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. But that's a good one. Great, great, uh, great yeah, chatter awesome. on Instagram. When if if you go on Instagram and look it up and look at all the comments, there's some uh, there's some classic ones that have been thrown out there. So uh, great question, great my hockey rankings question of the week. Uh, good to see all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, really drumming up the conversation. Uh, before we go here, great. You know, really thank everybody for submitting questions to the mailbag. There was some uh, some awesome ones. Keep them coming in and um so we do have march 25th we're starting up the uh our defensive skills we're going to do our monday nights that uh sells out very quickly so that's going to start up march 25th at 5 p.m at their academy at the uh at the rink there so you can log on to the rinkshrinks.com again the 5 p.m slot is going to be the 2015s 14s and 13s and then 6 p.m is going to be the 12 2012s 11s, 10s, and 9s. Again, that's eight weeks, March 25th to May 13th. Um, Mots, we really like working with those defensive specific. Uh, easy for me to teach defense than it is to say specific, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know it's it, it's always a blast. Always sells out very quickly. So make sure you get to uh, therinkshrinks.com and get signed up right away. Um, you know, again, once a week, and we go over. A, a lot of skating, a lot of defensive specific type of skills there. Yeah. And, you know, for those who may be listening and, and cause we've talked about it in the past, but I think it's very important, um, you know, as coaches, we sometimes you, you don't <clears throat> kind of focus on the stuff that really matters for the, and when this camp, it's very specific to the D skills and um, the skating and the situational tendencies that they're consistently in on the back end, you know, whether it be retrievals, you know, so we break those, those, uh, the rink up into three zones and kind of rotate them through different skill sets, but, uh, retrievals, offensive blue line work, more skating, um, that the pivoting that I wish I knew when I was younger, mm-hmm. uh, forward to backwards and just efficiencies on edges, a lot of skating, uh, backwards and in those transitions. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's fun for us to do. Uh, we have a blast and over the eight weeks, you really get to know some of the kids and their personalities. And so it's a lot of fun, but, uh, make sure you check out the for all the information and sign up. And, uh, we look forward to working with this group coming up. It's going to be fun. Yeah, no, it always is. Um, and then before we go, obviously, good luck to Rye. Hopefully, they can uh, pull out a big win on Friday. And good luck to the other teams. Obviously, the by the um, you know by the time we um, you know come back next week, there'll be some some MIAA games that have been taking place. Obviously, I know the uh, the prep schools are going to start up next Wednesday, and the uh, you know at, even out west, right, the Minnesota high school tournament, all that stuff's going to be starting up pretty soon here. So good luck to all the teams and. We're hoping everybody, uh, you know, a lot of success unless you're playing our kids, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to everyone uh, during playoff time here. It's always the best time of year to to be in the mix. 
And yeah. uh, you know, last weekend of the regular season for my uh, 2011s here too. It's kind of crazy. It is kind of sneaks yeah. up on you after like the grind. It's like oh, yeah, you're like wow. It's, it, we got playoffs in a week and a half. Like it really is crazy. That's great. But yeah, yeah. Good show, great questions, and uh, keep sending those questions in comments. Anything that's on your mind. Uh, love the participation. That's what keeps us going here. Absolutely. Uh, once again, just a reminder that this show was presented to you by Bet Online in Jersey Shore. It is time to cue the Rinch Rinch Shuffle.